0: Welcome to the Balanced Feminine Podcast. We are your hosts, Maddie and Katie. This is a show centered on helping women find a balanced
1: lifestyle that nourishes mind, body, and spirit. Um, today we're gonna be doing me and Katie here. We're gonna be talking a lot about mindful eating. And I really wanted to just deep dive into this with Katie because she has um a good story with it and it's really helped to shape her where she is today. So, Katie, do you just want to um dive into this a little bit?
0: Wow, yeah, this is very exciting. I don't think I've ever been interviewed before. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah. I'm super stoked about this episode because I think we both feel like it's going to be a really great one. And it's a really important topic. But yeah, so I, a little bit about me, I, um, my journey with eating has taken on many different forms. It's when I was 13, I, developed an eating disorder and I was bulimic and it started out that I was like, you know, I had put on, there was some childhood trauma stuff that was going on and eating became a very big soothing uh, mechanism for me. So I would look to food to kind of soothe what was going on. Um, And because of that, I started putting on, like a ton of weight. I was overeating. And, um, I was also at the time where I was getting my periods. So I was just, I was gaining weight. It was natural. I was a young woman. Um, and then that started, and I had always been pretty, pretty little. And so I had, unfortunately, um, someone had kind of made a comment to me, like you're getting fat, you should lose weight. So, after that i like just spiraled into this obsession of like okay i need to like you I know mean, i was 13 and i like had my parents hire me a personal trainer and the personal trainer put me on a diet plan i mean it was like looking back now it was just very unhealthy um and then from that i just became like very obsessive which led into um my bulimia i was completely consumed by it and that carried on for about, 12 years after, um, into my twenties. Um, I was just, it would come and go, you know, I'd go through periods where I was healthy and I was exercising and, um, eating well, and then I would find myself binge drinking. And then I would overeat the next day when I was hungover. Like it was just an unhealthy cycle. Um, and then, eventually I was just deeply unhappy. Um, and I was, I think you kind of get to a point where you're sick of your own shit. And I was very tired of the way I felt mentally, um, emotionally, physically. I hated the way I was treating myself and my body. And I finally went and seeked out a therapist and, it was, I remember I walked in and I just sat on the couch and just started hysterically crying. And he was like, well, what's going on? Like what I saw you last week. And I was like, I have been completely like lying about my journey about like why I'm here. Like I have a horrible eating disorder and it just consumes me every day that I'm alive. And I hate it. And I hate my body and I hate everything. And, anyways, he had me sit there. And every time I would meet with him, we started doing these exercises that had me tune into my body, which was very different because I had become so obsessed with just like the way that I looked. So I was only focusing on the external so there was no connection between the internal for me and so i would i would sit there on the couch and he would have me do these exercises and i would hold out my i would close my eyes and i would you know sink into my body and then he would have me go through every part of my body and acknowledge it and explain why i'm grateful for it and this was so different because i just I didn't, I mean, I never did that. I would, you know, wake up, I would obsess about what I was eating every day, how much I needed exercise. And so for me to slow down and be mindful of all of the things that my body does for me it was so different. And eventually after that, I saw a huge shift in my just overall well-being. I mean, I started becoming so much more aware of. My body, how I was feeling internally, like if I wanted to exercise that day or if I needed a day off. And then it really shifted my relationship with food because I took away from, okay, I have to eat this for this meal and then that for that meal. And in actually what started happening was I was like, I want to eat real food. I want to know where it's coming from and I want to feel good and I want to feel good about it. And I started paying attention to that and it completely changed my entire life. I would say, um, and that's really led me on the path to, you know, being more mindful about where I buy my food from who I'm supporting. Um, you know, what's in my food and people are like, you're so like, health conscious about that. And it's, it's become a passion of mine. That's, you know, really, it's part of the journey that I've found myself on. And with that, I've found other ways of like being more mindful about my eating and my body. And so, yeah, that's kind of how all of that brought me to where I am. So that was a little bit long. (laughs) No, that was awesome. There you go.
1: (laughs) I love that. So, I think that's really yeah. beautiful. Um, Thank you. Of course. So, would you say um, what would you say are some of like the most powerful things that have come from this that you have taken away?
0: Yeah, I love that question. I okay. So a while back when I was doing, you know, doing the work and healing. I read this book called, and I, I recommend this to everyone. Um, I think it's just so incredibly beautiful, but it's called the seven blue zones. And it was written by a national geographic. Um, I think he was a writer or photographer. I'm not really sure, but he went to, they did a bunch of research and he went to the seven healthiest places in the entire world. And, it was no surprise that many of them were in Europe, so they were European countries. and they went to these places and they sat with the community and um, ate meals and interviewed and just you know researched their their lifestyles. And what they took away from it was that these people were having such healthy, long lives, like their longevity was just insane because, of like a couple factors, like main factors. And it was, they ate food that was being sourced locally. So it was like a few miles down the road, um, they were getting their meat and they knew where they were getting it from. And, you know, it was all very like grass fed, like real food. And then another one was they ate with people that they loved and that were in their community. So they would sit down to a meal and they would eat with family members every night and they would, or eat with their neighbors and they would have these like drawn out meals that was so much more than just, you know, sit down, eat a bunch of food. I'm full. I need to go to bed. It was like, i need to connect with my food i need to connect with my the people in my life that i love and and share this meal and i think that after reading that for me it was like such an eye opener because i had spent so much time focusing on well i have to get this amount of calories in and in this amount of calories out and i have to get this protein and that protein and for me i took a step back after reading that being like i don't enjoy my meals like i don't enjoy my food i don't I obsess about going out to eat because I'm worried about what's going to be in it. instead I'm not, and and I'm not even enjoying the meal itself with people I love. And that helped me really shift my mindset to be like, I need to be more present, not just with my food, but also like who I'm sharing it with and myself. Um, And that has really shifted my mindset And I think it's like something that in our culture, especially in the American culture, like we, it's really hard for us to do. I think we're very, there's a very unhealthy mindset around food. Um, and I mean, it's interesting because I grew up very Italian. So my grandmother was always having like, you know, we would sit down for every meal and it was like meal, you know, beautiful dinners, but when I, started becoming obsessive that became less of an importance for me um and i saw and i because of that saw a lot of things shift in an unhealthy way but yeah i would say really being present with my food sharing it with people i love knowing where it's coming from and buying local have been like the biggest things that i have put importance on and it has helped shift my mindset towards my overall health.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful. So. And I I think that this is something a lot of people do too, especially when they've had any form of eating disorders or any kind of unhealthy relationship built in and around food, which I think for our generation is very prevalent. I think now we're starting to see a little bit more of a shift of like body acceptance and um not just needing to be this little tiny stick. But, but that doesn't mean that that unhealthy relationship isn't still being built into children, but I think it's really, yeah, it's just, it's amazing when we can take the time to really do the work to actually build that relationship back with food, not just say that we're okay with our body and say we're okay with food, but like really be okay with it and really do that work so that we can love our time with eating and who we're enjoying that meal with and all that really amazing stuff. So I love that.
0: Yeah. And I i mean, that brings up so many good points because so I am a holistic lifestyle coach. And one of the things that I really love to be very transparent and honest about is the fact that like, I still have days where I wake up and I'll find myself like, overly obsessing or, you know, I need to work out today when, when really my body is telling me, like, just slow down. And that's what I think people need to like, I, but the, the difference is, is I'm a lot more accepting and forgiving of these times when I'm, you know, not listening to my, my body. And then it helps me be like realign. And that's something that I wish everyone could learn is like, it's okay to have days that you're not, you're not going to be in alignment with your, like what your body's asking your intuition, but just remembering to always come back to that because trying to always strive for perfection in my life, I found that it only set me back. So no one's perfect. You're not going to wake up and be like, Oh my God, I'm perfect. I love my body. You know, it's never going to be like that. And that was something that helped me heal with my eating disorder. I was like, if I can get up every day and acknowledge my body and what I'm grateful for, but also be compassionate to the side of myself where I'm going to be like, Oh, I wish I could, you know, change this or something and be like, okay, rather than obsessing about that. How do I reframe that and say, you know, I would really like, how do I explain this? Well, like just picking and reframing how you're speaking to yourself and knowing that it's going to ebb and flow. And there's no reason like to strive for perfection because we're always going to have days that are more difficult than others. Um, and I think that's something that, especially with young women is really hard for, us because we're now in this, like you said, we're in this like mind, body, like loving culture. And, and it's hard because you don't, I've, and I found this, like there were times where I'm like, I can't say that I struggle because then people are going to see that as a weakness, but it's like, no, that's a vulnerability. And that's being honest about where I'm at. Like, I love myself. I do, but I still have days where I don't feel hundred percent about like where my body's at. And that's being completely honest. And if I can help other people and help them just have compassion for themselves, that's that's the biggest thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I totally feel that same way. Um, I I feel it in slightly different ways sometimes just with me being a nutritionist. And when my digestion gets off, then I'm like, oh, who am I to talk? But then I have to take a step back and remember that's why I'm here in the first place, you know? Um, we all, none
0: of us are perfect. Right. So. No, exactly. And like, no, it's so true. And I mean, people learn from vulnerability and experiences. And I think that it's to be able to be someone that's going to say, like, I want to help other people, but I'm not perfect is such a beautiful thing because it allows other people to have that freedom to just live and not be so fearful of like making mistakes and, um, having days that are off.
1: Yeah, Um, no, absolutely. Um, so one thing that you talked about a lot is just, you know, listening to your body and living in alignment with your body. Could you share with us some ways that you, you do that ways that you tune into your body and know what it's saying to you and how you listen and respond to that? If that makes sense,
0: yeah, yeah, no, totally. Um, okay, so <laughs> I feel like I've talked so much, I'm like, oh my god, what else do I have to say? <laughs> no, yeah, so living in alignment with my body, um, I would say the biggest thing would be my changing my for me, and this could be very different for anyone else, but for me. My becoming more aligned with my body happened when I let go of control over my exercising. So I like to run. I mean, I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not you, Maddie. I'm not like (laughs) I like oh gosh, (laughs) don't have the watch that that tells me like how many like miles and elevation, (laughs) but I I've found that, you know, going for a three or four mile run for me just helps like clear my head, help with anxiety. And for a while, it was definitely like an obsessive thing. Um, It was, I have to look a certain way. I have to lose weight. Um, But when I let go of control around exercising that way, I noticed that I was more in tune with what my body was asking. So if I wake up in the morning, like I can almost guarantee you that I can, I can tell you what I'm, what my body's craving that day. You know, like if I, do I have the energy to go for a run? Do I have the energy to do a hard exercise? And if it's not there, rather than just being like, I just don't want to do anything today. I'm going to say to myself, why don't we go for a really nice nourishing walk? And that to me has helped me like slow down and be incredibly more present in my, in my own life. So just being able to say, it's okay. Like I don't have to work out today, but I, I want to move my body because I know that that's healthy. That I think has been a huge that has made a huge difference in my lifestyle um, and just being more present in my own body and in an alignment with what I need um, bor- versus like just forcing certain exercises onto myself. And that's also helped my eating too, because it's allowed me to slow down. So I don't know if that answers the question.
1: No. Yeah. That answers are great. I really, that love brings it. up uh, um, a really good point from my perspective and you bring up the watch, which is so funny, but I have one of those Coros watches and I use it for trail running and um, it will give you like your training load and show you how effective your training load is and like, if you're adding anything to your aerobic or your anaerobic and anyways, um, they just came out with a new feature that's actually supposed to be catered to each person for because every person is going to have a different capacity for training load which this all kind of seems off topic but (laughs) coming back to what we're talking about here is that I for the longest time would listen to this watch and it would tell me like your training load is low but for me like it was high and that's because I can go I can do some really hard workouts and I can go long distances but I can't Do too much of it in a week. Otherwise, I just know for my body, I'll burn out, and I won't recover. I need more time for recovery. And so many times, I did this where instead of listening to what my body was telling me, I listened to what the watch was telling me, and I would just completely overdo it until I literally put myself into overtraining mode. And then my whole my whole summer was shot. Like I couldn't run anymore. Everything that I worked so hard for was just literally down the toilet. And It took a long time to be like, okay, just because the watch says your training load is low doesn't mean it is for you. It's perfectly great. And so you need to just take a step back and realize that it's like more isn't always better. You know, sometimes less is more and you just need to listen to like actually what your body's telling you, which can be such a hard thing, especially when it comes to sports, because then you kind of just feel like you're weak. Um, But you have to like get that mindset out of there that we've had engraved into our heads because it doesn't mean you're weak. It just means that that's your body's specific needs. And I think it's really strong to be able to listen to that. So I think that that can go in yeah, so many different areas, whether it's food or exercise or, you know, whatever it is, it's not comparing yourself to others. It's just listening to what your body has to tell you.
0: Absolutely. And I think that raises such a good point because, you know, we're, we're living in a different time, you know, like when people went for runs, like probably however long ago, they didn't have a watch that was like tracking and telling them all these things. And so because of that, we are a lot less present in our body and that that's something for me that like, I have to come back to and remember that like as human beings, like we are very smart beings and creatures. And like, our we, our body is such an incredible vessel and our mind as well. And like, it is always in communication. And if you really stop and slow down, like your body will tell you exactly what it needs from you. And that's something that unfortunately we've become more, more and more detached in today's day and age, just because I think with technology and everything that we have going on, but that's something for me that has become like huge. Like for instance, like, so I don't have one of those watches because I'm not as cool as you, but I like, will sometimes like, you know, use an app or something. And the other day I it it. Um, turned off or something happened when I was going for a run. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just not going to use it. And I'm just going to like go for a run and enjoy it. And I I remember coming back and just feeling so much more present and like, oh, I, I actually really enjoyed my run. I wasn't even thinking about like how many miles or like what, you know, where i was going anything like i was just so much more incredibly present in the moment and in my body and i think for me it's hard it gets hard and i know for a lot of people is because you know it's really cool to know like oh i've taken this many steps or i'm like at this elevation but i do think that takes away from just being present in your body and it's also hard because we live in a time where we're in constant comparison with other people. But that always brings me back to the point of like, my body versus your body is so incredibly different. And I shouldn't be comparing what you can do to what I can do or vice versa because we're just built differently. Yeah. So, I think- and I also, want oh, I'm sorry, go. <laughs>
1: Oh, you're good. You can finish what you're saying.
0: Mm. I was just going to say like one of the things you asked me earlier was about like, you know, what, what have I done that helps or what do I do that keeps in alignment with my body? I don't even, I can't believe I forgot this, but cooking. And I think not only is the act of like cooking with your food has helped me become so much more present in alignment with my body, but like, you're making it like you're the one nourishing yourself. So I just wanted to like, definitely press on that. Like for people that are like struggling with trying to become more present with their food and with their body, like take to cooking because that has incredible, like that has healed me on my health journey so much. So, but anyways.
1: Yeah. No, I love that. (laughs) I think being more connected to your food along the whole journey is makes it so much more powerful in the end. Um, but another thing too, with like tracking, yeah. tracking everything, don't you feel it has a lot to do as well with that whole calorie mentality and the body image ish, issues is like people aren't necessarily exercising to care for themselves or to love their body, but rather they're doing it as a form of punishment to burn off the calories that they've eaten. And that's sometimes we're trying yeah, and that's some t- times where tracking can be not a good thing. You know, we can use tracking for good things, but you need to be in the right headspace. And unfortunately, I think a lot of the times it's a bad headspace of like, oh, I ate that cake, so now I need to run, you know, four miles or whatever it is. And that's not the w- reason why we should be moving our body. It should be because we love our body and because we love the high that moving brings us. And we love the health benefits it brings us and just the the whole story besides just the burning of the calories
0: <laughs> absolutely and i mean i admire you because um like when i like my i remember once tim my boyfriend ran into you on a trail run and and i'm like he took a photo and i zoomed in and i like you didn't even have your Phone, I don't think or headphones in. And I'm like, I love that because I feel like, you know, being out in nature and just being out there is like one of the biggest things that people forget is a benefit of exercising, like going for a trail run and being secluded and being alone and having that time is what helps you become more present. And I mean, calm anxiety, anything. But then we're so tuned in all the time that we forget like, oh, like there's a reason that I'm doing this. Like I'm, I don't need to go and plug into my headphones or, or track this. I just need to be alone outside doing something that's healthy for myself.
1: Yeah. No, so. trail running is definitely like my quiet meditation time, but I'll tell you, I'm not strong enough to do that on a road run. I have to have music on a road run because <laughs> road running's horrible. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Horrible, literally horrible. I mean, when you're running in the trails of Jackson hole, like, yeah, they're so beautiful compared to like just the sidewalk. It's insane.
1: Yeah, no, it's definitely my time where I process and move through all my thoughts and emotions and come up with new ideas and all that fun stuff. And I think that that's really what exercise should be. You should find what makes you happy and it shouldn't be a chore.
0: Absolutely. And, and that reminds me like, like your meditation versus my meditation can look very different. So like I said, you know, I like going for like a nice three to four mile run. And like, for me, that's meditative. That's like my time alone. That's like, I don't feel like I'm overexerting myself, but I feel like I'm getting doing something. And maybe people will be like, that's not enough or whatever. But for me, that's, it works. And I feel in a very calm state. And I think again, like don't compare what works for you to what someone else is doing because your meditation state or things that put you in that state, that is your part of your journey and what makes you feel good. And I think the less we can compare the better. That's, that's one of my biggest things is like, my sister has a really good um she's got really great boundaries especially when it comes to like Instagram and I've taken a lot of her tools and it's like I don't follow girls in bikinis I don't follow like things where I'm going to like be telling myself like oh you need to look like that oh you need to do that because like why what is that going to be doing for myself that's only going to be that's only going to be hurting myself. And that's also a really big thing is like the way I speak to myself has become a huge turning point for like my self-love and just like healing my relationships with my body is like, I would stand in the mirror every morning and be like, I love my, my big butt, you know, (laughs) like something that like, didn't (laughs) always make me feel very secure with myself and reprogramming how I speak to myself. And also like setting up boundaries in my life. So like, I don't follow girls in naked string bikinis, not because like, I mean, they're hot, you know, you got it, flaunt it, but like, it doesn't always help me. So I'm going to put that boundary up. And that's something I think is huge because it's helped me not to not compare myself. So,
1: no, I love that. I think that's important to remember to set boundaries in all areas of life. But anyways, I yeah. love this conversation. I'm so happy you were able to share all of this with us. Um, I really hope this gives people some more, so just some stuff to think on and really take the time to be more mindful when they're eating, to really connect with their food through all stages, whether it's finding it at a farmer's market or cooking it, also taking the time to really just you know, be in a rested state and chew it thoroughly and be grateful for it. So I'm happy that you're able to share all this with us. Do you have anything else you want to add or?
0: Yeah, I mean, I would just like, you know, add on to that. Like, I definitely think some of the top things that I, if I could tell people in order to help them become more mindful is, you know, share your food with people you love, cook your food buy locally talk to your farmers. Like all of those things are going to have a drastic impact on your relationship with yourself and your relationship with the food that you're eating. Um, that's all, those are things that have just changed my entire life. So, yeah. And if you guys have any questions, you can find me at Katie period dairy on Instagram, and I'd be happy to, answer any any questions you guys have about mindfulness eating and just food in general and body love and all that jazz
1: <laughs> awesome well thank you so
0: thanks thanks for interviewing me Maddie
1: you're welcome thanks for thank being you. on your own podcast
0: <laughs> all right bye. I know it's so
1: it's oh. so fun though <laughs> it's fun it's super fun we got to do those. okay all right bye